Get ready to transform how you communicate and market, not only in business, but in your life. This is Marketing Matters. For more information on today's show and other topics, visit ryansowers.com. Here's your host, best-selling author and national speaker, Ryan Sowers. Hello again, everybody, and welcome to another Marketing Matters with Ryan Sowers. I'm your host, and we're broadcasting live here on Business Radio X on every episode, as you know, of Marketing Matters. We talk business, marketing, sales, communications, and much more. But let me start by asking you to support those who care for this show. That's Athens Orthopedic Clinic. They take super care of their patients in 13 locations. Visit them at AthensOrthopedicClinic.com. And also, the heart of what matters, helping people overcome grief and so much more one step at a time. Visit them at TheHeartOfWhatMatters.com. But now, moving on to bigger and better things, I have my co-host, as always, Jane Bishop, owner of Take the Next Step, JaneBishop.Live. Jane, how are you today? Oh, I'm doing great, Ryan. Excited to be here, as always. We we have two amazing guests, don't we? And uh, I brought a tennis ball, but that's for later in that's for later in I the show. I brought a football. I know. Well, that explains I'm just a lot saying. about that. Okay. I'm just saying. But we have Jason Campbell, uh, SEC legend, Auburn quarterback, former NFL quarterback, uh, and I'm going to let y'all say hello. And we have David Green, UGA quarterback, SEC legend, former NFL quarterback, both in business now. Uh, gentlemen, welcome to the show. Good to be here, guys. Yeah. All right, so real quick, let's start with Jason. Now, Jason, you've recently launched a several new companies. Uh, so uh, I've been kidding you. You need to get back on the sidelines. <laughs> if, you, if, they, if you're listening, you know, we get a lot of listens. Uh, he just said pick, if his knees are out, he'll hold the clipboard. Yeah. So um, I just want a little cut of that. That's all I want. <laughs> but, uh, no, in all seriousness, congratulations on your new business ventures. And just tell people what you're up to these days in business. Well, I was in coaching when I first uh, stopped playing football, um, so that took up a lot of my time. My nephews and everything was living in the area, so it gave me an opportunity to be around them and kind of help groom them as they continue to grow. And then all of a sudden, one of the kids on my AAU basketball team I was coaching, uh, his dad came up to me after the season. The season was almost over. He was like, hey, uh, you ever thought about going into business? And I was just like, I've been thinking about it a lot. I've <laughs> <laughs> like, just been waiting on the right time, the right, right opportunity. Right. And uh, he was like, well, you know, I've been doing, uh, you know, in the IT business for almost 20 years. And he was just like, I feel like with you playing in D.C. and uh, with your connection at Auburn, that this is something that you can be called to do. And uh, you can utilize your relationships that you made throughout those years to build your brand. And I was thinking about it. I said, you know, it makes a lot of sense. And then he kind of put some things together. I went home, thought about it. Talked to my financial advisor about it, and uh, I was super excited about it. Like, uh, you know, like you just it, – it's a new phase of life. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? So a lot of guys lose themselves after they play football. But, you know, like David and myself and everything, you know, we kind of continue to try to move forward. We know it's something better than just football. So I started that four and a half months ago. It's called QBJC Digital. Uh, you can find it at QBJCDigital.com. Uh, what we are, we are staffing and recruiting uh, – company for IT companies um, who do staff and augmentation we do direct hiring and uh, we also get into the commercial and government contracting so I'm kind of back and forth from Atlanta to DC at yeah. least once or twice a month you missed those travel days being an airplane didn't you I tell you what I missed the travel days with the peanuts and the sneakers and cookies if they have peanuts though a lot of people they don't serve peanuts I like the peanuts well let, let jump into David David uh, obviously done been such a big part of Atlanta and you David bringing us up to speed in your world of 
what you're doing these days. Uh, congratulations, expanding the family. Yeah. Sure, you're running it's on crazy. adrenaline. Yeah. So we just had our fourth child, our first girl, though, by the way. She's oh. about a month old now. So uh, She'll be well loved. So I've got a permanent twitch in my eyes, as you yeah. can imagine. Yeah. Um, it is actually, I've been in the commercial insurance business for right at 10 years now, which is it's crazy because awesome. time flies. Yeah. Um, I was a risk management insurance major at Georgia. And when I got done playing ball, um, I knew I wanted to get into the business. So I started meeting with a lot of different companies. Uh, went with a group called Seacrest Partners at the time. They were headquartered out of Savannah. Uh, and then about three years ago, we merged with the groups out of Sterling Risk Advisors, John Miller and Bartley Miller, who was one of my right. offensive linemen at Georgia. Well, that's right. You play with Bartley, yeah. That's right. And so we, um, we teamed up together, and it's now it's Sterling Seacrest Partners. And it's so much fun um to watch how the agency has grown throughout the years uh right now we're the the largest independent agency actually in the state of georgia we're right around 200 employees now well i, I butchered that question john miller was on the show as i was telling you uh, a few weeks ago he's a, he's a good friend of mine and uh i asked him i said so you're the biggest private insurance company in the country and he's like um state not, of georgia not, not the country <laughs> calm right. down right calm he, down calm down he, he was like you, you said it not me I, did, ryan, I, did ryan. I write that on my notes and i'm like my bad that, that was the no, day you were no, on drugs that is true that's when i had the sinus <laughs> issues uh, pers- yeah. prescription drugs prescription like, yeah, drugs prescription yeah it was 50 it was 50 percent. but no y'all had uh, y'all had tremendous uh growth and and something he said in the show i think you would echo is john was was articulating the brand and said people say how did you get a job with sterling seacrest yeah. because it's that high regard and you should be excited to well, be part of that yeah i think a lot of companies you know, take this same approach to the key is just hiring good people mm-hmm. if you can find a way to hire good people even if you don't even know exactly which role they're going to fill folks that kind of believe in the vision and fit the culture and John, you know, and his leader and our leadership team has really done a good job of, of setting a clear direction for where we're going and, uh, and creating a good culture. Well, um, let me ask you a question, and Jane will have plenty of questions. All right, so both of you guys, as I've been thinking about quarterbacks, I mean, quarterbacks, I'm working on my leadership doctorate. So quarterback really has to know everything of, or should know everything, what everybody's doing. How is that translated for you in starting your business and in insurance and in sales? We're all in sales and, and building relationships. Has, has the ability not just being in competitive sports? I have three daughters; they're all in competitive sports. No one, everybody didn't get a ribbon. <laughs> you know, if you if you're not at practice, you're not going to probably start. These are great lessons that I think are lost in a lot of today's kids. But but being a quarterback in particular, has it given you a little bit of an advantage uh, of knowing other people's things and thinking, building your own business? You know, you and you of, of what you're doing, or or does any position in sports help? Yeah, I believe so. I think uh, playing the quarterback position, you always got to learn all your teammates. You know, you're a quarterback. Every receiver is not the same. You know, there's all different kind of personalities. I'll and stay away from that <laughs> subject. <laughs> <laughs> sure. You know what I was going to say. I won't say it. It'll be on ESPN later. So it's all kind of different personalities you got to learn how to deal with. You know, some guys you can get onto them and, you know, they can take it well. Some guys you have to kind of put your arms around them and show them that you love them up and for them to listen to you. So, I think for me, being in the business world has taught me a lot about how to deal with atmosphere and how to deal with like people. Because in the business, you know, it can be just as cutthroat as it is in, in football. And um, there's a lot of highs and lows. And you just have to – what it's done for me is you got to stay steady through the whole process. Mm-hmm. You know, David understands this. You know, in games, there's highs and lows in the games. If you have an interception, you better be quickly put it behind you and be able to move on to the next play. And I think it's the same way in business if you have a hiccup. 
you know, you just don't fall down on it. You just pick yourself back up and keep going. And uh, I think that's that helped me a lot in my leadership position as far as, like, being a chairman, you know, of my company and everything. So, and even when I go to these business meetings, people are really in tune and want to hear from you. Mm-hmm. And they, and, it, and, and when you talk to them, it's not like they're talking to you as a football player, but it's kind of like they want to hear things of how you work together as a team. Because in yeah. the business side of things, it's a team atmosphere. And they want to see, like, how did you get everyone to be on the same page running the same play? And I think if you carry that over, it's the same thing. Everyone better be on the same page in order for your business to grow. If not, it'll crumble. You hit the nail on the head. I think that's the number one thing sports does, especially in the quarterback position, is you've got 11 guys on the field. They all have individual goals mm-hmm. and agendas, and you've got to come together because there's only one ball. And you've got to make sure everybody's kind of rowing in the same direction. And that's challenging because you do got a lot of different personalities, people from a lot of different backgrounds, yeah. got to come together for this, for one common goal. And it's no different in the business world because I tell you, every company I meet with, if I ask them, what's the number one challenge in your business? It's not the tariffs. It's not this or that. It's managing people, people. and mm-hmm. staff. It's the greatest challenge that anybody has because there's so many different personalities and people view things different ways and they got different agendas. And that was a, I think that's a huge leg up that we had because we understood kind of what people were wanting individually, but we had to find a way to kind of reach them in a way that drags them back into the team setting. As well as deal with the obstacles known as the defense Mm -hmm. on the football field, how to run their routes and achieve the team objectives with all the obstacles. So how does the defense on football translate into some examples of challenges in the business world what's what's one example well i would say this at least from um any insurance perspective is a lot of the challenges is making sure that the buyers kind of um you understand what their personality is what what are some trigger points for them what i always like to do is make sure they truly understand the value that we're bringing versus hey you know what here's a price and here's a premium i want to make sure they fully understand the different things we're going to offer from reading policy language to the services we provide throughout the year i want to make sure they value those things as well outside of me just coming in and saying here's a policy and a premium take it or not well we when we t- and we talked about that the day when john was on the show because he said in your case you're just kind of selling a promise well you are too i yeah. mean you're you're going to solve my staffing's needs but to a certain degree until you see it, it's like being a three- or four-star recruit. Uh, hopefully that translates to the college level from high school because we think it will, right? But it doesn't, doesn't mean it will because but, – but I guess let me just say one thing. I, I, the number one thing, Jane is a coach, a life coach, does so much with coaching with people, is one of the most respected – I have the highest level of respect for her, what she does in working with teams. But that is the number one thing in, in my business is dealing with the people. Uh, more than anything else is if you can get people and you can have people encouraged and you can have people when they're getting sad or getting frustrated and you can kind of pat them on the back and pull them in the right direction, that's the magical teams in business that weren't sports. However, and I want to allude to, you know, we all see the sports stories of the people that, you know, make it about themselves, and we see this in business too. And that really distracts from the team goals. I mean, at some point, I guess you have to cut bait. You know, you just can't keep those people there forever. But uh uh, those are those are great insights, and uh, Jane, I, I want to make sure you have plenty of time. Well, for I think I think Jason was going to jump in with another thought, so yeah. let's give give it back to you, Jason. Yeah, I was going to add on what David was saying. I think the the whole thing is for us is what's the end goal? You know, you're dealing in business. It's like okay, where's what's the end goal, and how do we get there? And it's like it's a step process. You know, 
So each week you're you're either taking classes or you're doing different programs to build towards the end goal. And uh, you have to hire people that fit the right company and everything. If you don't fit the right company, if you don't fit the company needs, then it can become a distraction. And it's the same thing in the team. Now, when we're, when we're looking at a defense, you, Jane asked about a defense earlier. When you're looking at a defense, you're trying to figure out how can you dissect the defense to score a touchdown. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like doing uh, as a doctor sure. doing surgery yes. or as a coach, you know, studying film. As a quarterback, you study film with the coach, then you study film on your own. And you find out who's the weakest link of the defense and how to attack that defense to get touchdowns. Does that give you all a business. business advantage to think? Because I'm in, well, number one, I'm in sales for a living. So I don't worry so much what other people are doing, but I'm always thinking of like, all right, I've watched all these things and here's the here's the mythology. I'm going to go look at stuff, but doing my homework. Mm-hmm. I mean, has been in the film room and have that mindset and scanning the field and going throw the ball out of bounds, or whatever. Has that helped you in business? Well, I think the key is you got to have a plan. Right. So, like when you're attacking a defense, what's the plan of attack? Okay. You know, what's the matchups? Like, where do we, how do we want to get there? Same thing in, in business. Mm-hmm. In my world, it's how do we add value? Okay. So I, I can't just I can't just come in there and say, uh, you know, here's your exposures, here's your quote. Uh, I need to really try to understand their business first. What makes them tick? What keeps them up at night? Stress, a lot of times stress. I come in there and say, hey, what, yeah, what keeps you up at night? Mm-hmm. And then I'll try to figure out. Then you figure out what's important to them. Because you can meet with two business owners in the same industry, and they fear very different things. Yeah. And so the worst thing you can do is just assume that you know. You need to come in there and really get to understand a person and what makes them tick. Both of you were successful in college and NFL. You had your successes there, you know, in different ways. So what is something that you has been an unexpected surprise in the business world since you have left the sports world and now transitioned into the business world? Oh, man, I would probably say good question. jealousy and envy. Ah, tell <laughs> us, tell us yeah, more yeah, about I, that. Yeah. You know, I, like ever since I started my, my company, you know, there were some that you felt mm-hmm. like they had your best interests. But it, mm-hmm. in, in detail, they were trying to build their own self up to branch off of you and then kind of leave you. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to like the French way and you learn how to make hard decisions and you have to you have to know when to cut bait okay and i think that's been the biggest thing for me that kind of shocked me is like man it doesn't change you know even <laughs> in the nfl you could be sure. sitting in a locker room and in the middle of the week the guy's locker next to you is empty and you're like what happened yeah they cut mm-hmm. him you know so it's the same thing when you're in the business where like you can't let your emotions get the best of you they're gonna have to be some hard decisions there's sometimes time you gotta let people go there sometimes you gotta tell people like no this is something we can't do but it's a way that you go about it but i've also understand that if you let your emotions get involved in business decisions you can get yourself in trouble yeah oh emotions are are great uh, information loves that. centers <laughs> because they're that's her, that's well, her specialty. you know our emotional <laughs> she's gonna get excited <laughs> i saw it coming saw i got that tennis ball why we still don't know but well I'm like Matt, you know, we uh, got let it. me just make one observation before david comments our emotions are intended to inform us mm-hmm. and what right. happens when we don't learn, learn how to manage them then we get ourselves in trouble right. so that's all that's i'll right. say about that david yeah i was just going to say um just how challenging it, w- it would be because i think a lot of times and most people when they think of insurance brokers they think man they got to have a good golf game because we're on a golf course all the time <laughs> yeah, right but it's a it's a it was a real challenge and an eye-opener when i got into the business there was a lot of folks i had good close relationships with and i was like man this is going to be a layup yeah. i'm gonna walk in here and get the business when you start talking about the way moving, people make their money stuff, yeah. and this is how yeah. they get paid, they don't move that easy. You've truly got to find a way to earn that. to add value yeah. to them. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of times when I meet with former players that are 
coming out and transitioning to the business world, uh, regardless of what industry you go in, I keep and I keep going back to that word. But you got to find a way to add value to people. People are not just going to do business with you because you threw touchdowns three years ago. You know, you're becoming less and less. You got to figure out how can you help them. I'll tell you a true story. You know, I, I started over. I think share both you guys individually about nine, ten years ago. Completely started because I want to do all these different things. Jason, smile at somebody out there. I don't know who it is. <laughs> I feel like <laughs> whatever's happening, I can't see it. So do not have me scare me. I don't even know Jason scare me. Parents, I coached. Them, <laughs> all right, so. Jason got fans outside the studio. Now back to our right, regularly scheduled regular program. <laughs> but whatever I was talking about. But no, and and uh, what, what was uh, you were telling a true story. That's I, as far well, as you I, I, well, so which I, well, true story I, I, were you telling? No, there was a story I was building off what... Uh, adding value. Adding value. True value. True value. Is it circling the room? It hasn't come back yet. I don't remember. It hasn't come back I, I, yet. I, I, well, I, 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 I got hit head too many good. times. Let's go to the value statement while it's circling. Let's go to the value because both of you mm-hmm. mentioned value in a, in a different way. When you were in the NFL, when you were in college, that you were the brand of the, the team that you were on, either the institution or, or the NFL team. So how is adding value helping you establish your own brand now uh, in your business? A lot. Because I always tell guys when you play at Auburn, you play at Georgia, if you're there for four years, you are renting your seats. And what I mean by that, you got four years to show what you can do while you're renting. And I said what you do as a player and what you do, how you handle yourself is more important than what you do on the field. I said because no one going to care about how much money you made or you know your accolades and everything if you're a butthole. You know, mm-hmm. when you finish playing ball, you're going to be maybe late 20s, early 30s, late 30s. So the Lord's willing to get all this life to live, what you going to do with it? But if you was a butthole to those people while you was playing, they're going to remember that. Oh, yeah. So then when you get into their world, they're going to remember, oh, were well, you the guy that did? But if you a guy that cares yourself with you treat everybody right, try to treat everybody the same, and, and you play ball, you try to do everything, and you build relationships along the way and positive relationships, people remember that. And they want to be a part of what you're doing, and they want to get to know you. And I think if you're going to build your brand, you never know who you're talking to, so always treat everybody the same, you know, and treat them the right way mm-hmm. because that may be someone down the road you don't think about it now, but five years from now, they may be having something going on that you want to be a part of, but they can remember the conversation that you had. That's yeah. good. How about you, David? Well, it's interesting because uh, – and you mentioned it earlier, Ryan, you know, we're really selling a promise when we're selling these policies. And we can go years and years down the road, and uh, nobody thinks anything of it. Then when you finally get that phone call, and somebody calls and says, we've had a major claim. They don't know what to do, but they need your help. And you're there for them, and you help them solve the problem and help them get through a really stressful time. Um, that's a huge opportunity for us. So when times are really, really tough for certain people, that's really where we – that's really our time to shine. And if you do a great job there and you're able to help people, mm-hmm. we're travels. Because next thing you know, mm-hmm. you know, they're mm-hmm. friends down the street when they're playing golf with. Next thing you know, your phone starts ringing from some of their friends. And mm-hmm. it's just rewarding. I mean, to be able to just help people out. Um, I mean, insurance is boring to most people, and nobody wants it until you, you need it. Until you need it. Until exactly. you need it. And yeah. it's great when somebody needs it and you're there to help them and you got a whole team there to help them uh, through a tough time. That, that's, I mean, that's rewarding for me. All right, it came back to me. So that's what happens. <laughs> Let me tell you, when you've had, and I didn't even play football as a kid, but let's assume I'd had some concussions. I did hit a lot of soccer head. <laughs> all right, that's all I got. That and the tennis ball. All right, seriously, when I did start over about a decade ago, David, well, that's what I was going to say, is, is I made the assumption that I'd go out because I had treated people well and I had a lot of networking relationships. But when I realized I wanted to get hired to speak or when I wanted to get well, all the things I wanted to do, people were like, that sounds great. But we – 
we already have somebody to do that. And it took me years and years of grinding to say, you know, how do you become a speaker? Well, first you speak for free <laughs> a lot. Then you, then you get a little stipend around your ear. Then you do this. Then you give it, do that. But, but there, was, there was no shortcut. It was just complete grinding. And I had thought, kind of like you said, you played football, got a lot of relationships. Well, I had a lot of relationships in Atlanta, but not enough to pay the bills. And what I quickly were learned also, no matter how creative, uh, no matter how, how much we, we, we you know, prepare, there was just nothing. Uh, Rennie Kern said it on the show a few weeks ago. Uh, he said, no one's going to outwork him. And uh, I still take that to this day, meaning that no one's going to outwork me, meaning that if I see something in front of me, I'm going to make sure my family time's correct and, you know, my spiritual, my professional time, but I'm also going to not be beat by somebody by being lazy. And I think I'd like to know y'all's thoughts. I see a lot of businesses now. Economy's pretty good. You can kind of get some business, you know, just by being around, but we also know that it'll retract at some point. And it's the guys that still grind, you know, still working hard, right? Absolutely. There's really no shortcut. I mean, at least in my industry, um, you know, you got to pay your dues. And a lot of times you're not going to walk into a room and somebody's going to hire you on the spot because the people that will hire you on the spot will fire you on the spot as <laughs> yeah, well. Right? Something wrong with that situation. <laughs> so what you really want to do is make a good impression, be disciplined enough to have a plan to stay in touch with them periodically. Or if there's something out there that you feel like can add value to them, you send it to them just periodically. And then you just want to be that next card that pops up. So if somebody does mess up, you want to have touched them somewhere within the, the last yeah you want to be able to touch them every now and then so when something does happen they're willing to pick up the phone and call you because early on in my career uh, i wasn't as disciplined enough at staying in touch with people and then i'd figure out they moved their business elsewhere and i'm going hey why didn't he call me well i hadn't called him in two years yeah i wasn't on his radar screen and relationship so, relationship yeah you gotta you know i think we all want to feel like you know hey this guy knows what i do he'll call me but if you don't stay in in contact with him or her then you know, chances are you're you're out of their mind as well. Well, let me, let me share something. I, I think we all can struggle with this a little bit. Uh, I know I do. Uh, you know, you want to build up stuff. I want more and more listens to this show. Well, there's a fine balance between what comes off as like you know brag posting and then branding, right? You know, and so branding is saying, hey, I got two great guys in here. People want to listen to what you guys got to say. Want to listen to what Jane has to say. I'll just point at that. <laughs> Not as interested what I have to say, but no, in all seriousness, that they. Um, so you want to put this stuff out, but I also see some people promoting to the point where it's like, all right, dude, you posted on every platform every day about what you've done. And, and I can see, I've seen over the years of 10 years, because I've been on social media about 10, 11 years before everybody else knew what it was. I've seen people do it right. Some people just hard, you know, you get the hard LinkedIn. Y'all get these, these, you don't even know who the person is. And they're like, we want to see if you want to spend 15 minutes for coffee. I'm like, I don't know who you even are. But the basic shortcuts you're speaking of, there are no shortcuts. Right. There are no shortcuts of building a relationship properly. LinkedIn, et cetera, is a tool to maybe get somebody's email to maybe then text them or call them or meet with them. But it's not going to take the place of a relationship. Do you guys agree with what you're doing? Oh, yeah, definitely. I think, uh, like I told my business partner, I said the first thing we have to do first is build a foundation right. Right. And uh, build a foundation right. I like, it may take months. It may take half a year. You know, I said, but at least the foundation part is right. So when we get these bids and these deals, you know, they know that we have everything in, in a row, you know, that we're lined up correctly and that we don't have to turn down things because we're not, not qualified or not ready, you know. So let's make sure we have everything done beforehand. And then another thing is, like you are saying, like it's just staying, what, what's their value? Because even in staffing and recruiting, you're involved with competition. 
you know, oh, so yeah. you're, you're trying to partner with these companies. What's going to make a company want to partner with you rather than another company? And like David was saying, a lot of it is try to stay in contact with people as much as possible, you know, because, you know, some people get a card and then they go home. If they got kids, the car get lost, <laughs> you know? So, you know, kind of shoot them an email as soon as you, you know, meet them, you get home, you settle down, shoot them an email, you know, say, hey, great to meet you, you know, pass along the information. You know, if you ever need anything or looking for someone, just keep us in mind. You know, just something real quick and and easy. That way, they can they can kind of put the face with the email and with the person that they just met an hour or two hours ago. Yeah, and it'd be just like the other night, I, I got a call from a local high school, and they just said, "Hey, look, this is I don't this is a backward compliment. We wanted somebody that kids weren't at the school, but uh, the other people." Uh, we needed, you know, a couple of them in Washington D.C. You know, politicians, whatever. They were like, they can't do it. So your name came out. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> you're number four on the like, list. I'm like, I mean, basically, you know, so, so I'm not going to take your money. I'll come help the kids. Just help the high school kids oh. and give them an inspirational talk. And I said, look, I can do it that day. But it was the most backward. <laughs> I'm like, and he didn't realize what he was doing. Yeah, that's right. It, it, he, his uh, emotional intelligence was. Well, maybe I, I knew she, she's a friend. She's a friend of mine, yeah. and I looked at the calendar, and I'm like, you know, I can go give yeah. him help out. But the way they said it, she was trying to say we didn't want to have to pull you in, but I was like, so that, nope, no, nope, like, nope, nope, like, no, 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 that like Ryan. What's that? Yeah, you know, it's for people that's single. They've gone on a couple of dates and they didn't work and used the fallback date. On the yeah. fallback date. <laughs> You know, you know, I've been married so long, Jason. I'd be a bad guy on a date because I'd be like, "Now we we do Dutch now, or do I pay, or do you pay? Is that going to offend you?" I'm like, "My bad, I'll just take go play some tennis." Well, it, uh, back to our regularly scheduled yes. program. Well, you yes, know, you know, I know. If it's we, not we fun, have, no one's going to listen. We have to have some fun. No, no, that's right. I mean, well, yes. I'm I'm hearing from David and Jason. If you're listening, those of you that are listening to the show, you're hearing some consistencies. You're hearing the some of your core values, values integrity hard work relationships how do you keep yourself aligned with those core values that's the key uh like i said uh, the main thing is stay true to yourself you know i always say if you try to do something or be someone that you're not it'll show you know i always say your actions speak so loud yeah. i can hardly hear what you're saying yeah. you know sometimes you don't have to talk so much just let your actions show what you're mm -hmm. doing and uh I think for us, that aspect, it was the same way in college, you know, you go through things, you hear things, but then you just stay true to what you believe in and what you know is ahead of you. If you have a dream, keep the dream. Nobody said if you got a dream, it's going to be easy. No. <laughs> you know, That's like, right. No. Yeah, like keep the dream, but go through the roller coaster ride and go through the highs and the lows. You know, the lows are there to build character and to build and make you more mature, make you more aware of things. If you just go through things and doesn't and ever experience you know, something, a hiccup, then how are you going to grow? You know, that's why I always tell people, get out of your comfort zone. You know, don't just continue to do the same things you do over and over day by day and expect a different result. Like, start to put yourself out there, do things differently, you know, engage. You know, a lot of people want handouts. You know, I say, be the person that people are asking you for the handout, you know, by getting out there and, and making yourself available. That's what I got the other yeah. night. Yeah, yeah. I, I would say in, in business as well, that, that's why culture is so important. Mm -hmm. If you really want to build a business around certain values a you got to be very intentional about making sure those values uh, that everyone in the company knows those values and you hire people that have those same values and i think the other thing is you want to make sure that you know your personal values and your your business values are are, are aligned as right. well because it's very hard to be somebody different mm -hmm. you know during a work day than to turn off be somebody else 
uh, during the day. So I think even when you're hiring people or you're looking for a job, you want to make sure that you, you go into a culture where those uh, you know, those business values and personal values line up. That's great. That's good stuff for our listeners, especially those that are having challenges transitioning out of a, the corporate sector in into the business sector because that's their dream that they're keeping mm-hmm. alive. And l- let's just kind of segue, Ryan, Jason, you've got a new certification program that you're working on. Mm-hmm. Tell us about that. The Red Hat yeah, the certification Red Hat, program? Yeah, Red Hat certification program. So uh, right now me and my business partner are going on there to, to continue to better ourselves within the company. And, uh, you know, the more you can know, the more you can learn, that's, that's when they show interest. And that's when they know, like, okay, you're serious about this and you're putting yourself out there to learn. You can never know enough. Right. And uh, especially me, he's been in the business 15, 20 years. I'm playing catch-up, you know, but there's things that he learns from me like how to deal with people that I learned through f- professional sports. Mm-hmm. And there's things I'm learning from him in the business side of how to deal with contracts, how to deal with percentages and, you know, how you go about how you go about asking for the country, how you go about partnering. And uh, so I've learned so much over these last four and a half months. And um, I'm just I'm interested in, in learning more because, uh, you know, five years from now I have a goal, you know, and, you know, but. I'm trying to chop one one piece off at a time. A lot of people like to chop the top off, as, as, you know, first. <laughs> and they're like, no, you just got to go with layers. And what I mean by that is, you know, when you go at layers is you have a building program. And uh, you can't get to the top. Everybody wants the instant results now. You right. live in an instant world. I want that's it all. Our, I want that's our all. culture. I just yeah, that's a culture. Snap Everybody your wants fingers. Instant. Everybody, it's like you want to snap your finger or you want to be paid before you do the job. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, I get that a lot of times where people want to be paid before you do the job. I'm just like, huh? Like, it, it doesn't work that way. You know, you put the work in first and then you reach the reward later. Well, one of the rewarding things about business in general as well, and Jason, I think, just mentioned it, is it's like when you play football. You don't want to have 11 quarterbacks on the field, right? right. You want to have offensive linemen, got yeah. different skills in a quarterback versus the running backs. And like in Jason's standpoint, and really most businesses, you want people that have different skill sets, right? Like yeah. in my world – uh, I'm in a business, I'm in developing, you know, producing business, but we also need people that can service that business and really enjoy just handling the day-to-day oh, content. Absolutely. We have people that in our legal department just review contracts. Absolutely. Well, that yeah. would be, yeah, would, I would not want to yeah. do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay? That is not part of your core values. <laughs> but what's fun is when you, when it all comes together and right. everybody does yeah. their part and uses their strengths to the advantage for the whole team. That's when it gets fun is when you can kind of work as a team to make it all come together. It's like crossing the goal line. Yes. Uh, yes. But, you, but you know, it's so true. I was saying the other day, doing this doctorate in leadership, and you, you, you can break it down into about four or five pieces. But at the end, of, you know, everybody has a clear vision of where they're going. It's relationships. It's, it's trust. It's good communications. Um, hey, we all make mistakes. It's how we own up to those mistakes and move forward and don't make excuses. Uh, it's good people, you know, in the book, Good to Great, uh, you know, they always say get the right right people uh, on the right seats in the bus. But one of the things in that book, if you ever read it uh, by, who's it, Maxwell, uh, John, I can't remember who wrote the book. Uh, my, 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 you see you see what starts happening when you have yeah, your kids get old. Yeah, you this morning, right? I don't know, man. That's just, but that keeps it real. But anyway, uh, <laughs> I'll come it back. It's Good to Great by uh, Jim, Jim Collins. But um, the, one of the things that hit me in that book, it says if you have the right people, you can go into any business. You can go into you could drive your bus anywhere, and I agree with that. Because to your point, David, there are people that they really do. I, you know, I had a 150-person printing company. I had some people sitting in accounting all day. Some people were sitting running machinery all day, and all those things. I, I didn't have any skills except sales and marketing and going out and building relationships. And they didn't like that. They were like, we would never want to do that. Yeah. 
We don't know. You, you just go do what you do. But that's magical when yeah. you see people and you do something special. And that's where I always use sports because I love sports mm-hmm. in business and, and teaching analogies. The problem is if people don't like sports, they're like, can you give me something else? I'm like, I'm sorry. That's all I got. You know, that's all I got. That <laughs> the, secret, <laughs> the secret sauce is if everybody in each of those departments feels valued. Right? Yeah, that's the key. Exactly. You know, and they're all equally important. All, yeah, because if one group gets all the reward or the credit, mm-hmm. then the other ones feel slighted. But if each one... If you're intentional about making sure they all feel valued and they're all a part of the, the success, then you've got some good stuff. One, one of the, the top three missing gaps in the workforce today that continues to be over the last, I think it's four or five years now, one of the top three is team uh, staff are not engaged where they work because they don't feel valued. Totally. That bottom, bottom line. Well, and I would just That's say this, team. you know, the producers or the salespeople, whatever, a lot of them, you go out and get the big fish and they get the limelight. And a lot of companies I do consulting with are like, these guys get all the accolades, like a quarterback or wide receiver. Right. Mm-hmm. You don't hear a lot about an offensive lineman unless he gets called for holding or a false start. Right. You really don't. You know, once in a while, maybe he made a good block. It kind of, if they do their job, you don't mm-hmm. notice. But if, if you don't have a person collecting your money or getting the stuff paid or servicing your account, it doesn't matter how good you are in building relationships. It ain't going to work, right? Right, right. Like I said, you don't want division. No. You know, division crumbles everything. And uh, you'll see it in sports. You'll see it in business. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I hate to, you know, go to it, but if you look at Antonio Brown's situation. That's why what you said, not me. You just said you look at his situation in Oakland. Was it more about the Raiders or more about him? About him. You mm-hmm. know, and it, I felt like when you watch the show on HBO, it became more about – him and the things that he had going on and the Raiders looking at it like, okay, this is becoming a big distraction to the team. And like, how can we get on the same page? And if we can't get on the same page, then we have to cut ties. Right. And that's why the tie was cut because they looked at it like, okay, we're a brand that's about to move to Las Vegas. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it sure is. We need tell to tell me every week when <laughs> I'm there. <laughs> right. We need to be moving to Vegas with positivity. And, and not a uh, side show. And right. Not, right. And not a, you know, a show that happens and then it takes away from the, the big brand, which is the Oakland Raiders. Well, you saw that. And, and just we're going to go a few, few minutes over there. But you saw, I don't know these people personally, but the Lonzo Ball and his family, the basketball, you know. And when you become a distraction, this I want to relate this back to business. I've had people become distractions. They, they wanted to say, I deserve more money. I deserve more of this, right? I deserve more of that. I'm like, you are taking so much of my time. And what I learned 20 years later was, and Jane, you'd appreciate this. I spent so little time going and telling my great performers. I mean, not I always tell them good job, but I didn't put, you know, I just took them for granted. They were such good performers. I'm like, great job, man, way to go. Always encouraging. But I spent so much time, like a, ba- a kid acting out. If you're one of your kids is more than the others, you're spending so much time disciplining the problem. And at some point you go, you know, if I got a C minus performer, I'm detracting from the entire team. I need to make a change. And I, I value my people greatly, but at a point you look at that and go, this isn't worth it. They can be all the talent in the world, I'm not, I'm not doing this anymore. They're, they're pulling the team apart, which is going to affect the performance, right? Uh, there's no question. I mean, and, and what's – it makes it a little bit easier as the company grows and you get bigger because normally one person ain't going to disrupt the whole thing. It's a little bit harder when you're a small company because <laughs> yeah, somebody yeah. gets out of this line. It's like, hey, I really need you to step yeah. up here because we're not going to survive. As you get bigger – it's a little bit easier to manage that because you can say, hey, you're either going to be about the culture yeah. or, or you're out of here. Right. Exactly. And that's key. That's important. What's one what, – what if, if everybody – if somebody's tuning in and they the last two minutes of the show, what's one thing, lesson learned, that you would like our listeners to hear? I'd probably say never think you're bigger than the company that's because good. a lot of people always think, like, they need me so much that I can force that's my true. way on things. Mm-hmm. That's true. And 
it's easier for them to get rid of you than to start a new company. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No one's irreplaceable. Okay, right. that's good. How no about you, David? You know, if I would say, um, if you're going through a tough time right now, but you feel like you're at the right job, but it's not going fast enough, mm-hmm. sometimes you just got to keep grinding, you know, because mm-hmm. sometimes, um, you know, success is right around a corner, but you can't see it. Yeah. And, and you don't know it. Mm-hmm. Um, you got to trust And the I think process. there's too many people that have jumped ship too quickly. If you're at a good spot and you're around good people and you got a, uh, a good job, but you're just not performing the way you would like. You're not catching on as fast. I would say stick with it and, and just keep keep really grinding away at it. Um, because I do think there a lot of times people they they move too quickly when uh, success is not that far behind mm-hmm. them, um, and it's tough. But a lot of times you you appreciate the good times more. Uh, when you're in the valley, sometime and and you learn a lot because you know you have to when you're in the valley. You got to get you got to find a way up on that mountaintop <laughs> man, somehow. Man, well, well, though, but when I see somebody's resume and I've seen they've moved jobs every two years, mm-hmm. I, I throw it in the trash can. I mean, because I don't want to be the ninth guy going, oh, I bet you're going to make your career job here, because that's what they're doing. They're saying there's something better out there, something better out there, something better out there. I can get five thousand more dollars here. And sometimes when you're with a really good company and you know you're with a really good company then you just got to figure out a way to improve your skill set or work harder. Or, uh, But I, I just uh, personally, you know, I can hear every day when I'm doing coaching or consulting excuse after excuse after excuse. I'm like, okay, I understand. We all we all got 24 hours a day. But what are you going to do about it? I mean, you, you're not telling me how you're going to be a part of the, the, the solution. It's your, it's your choice. The it's pe- your choice. The people that really tend to grind and work hard and try to find ways to roll up their sleeves and get better – those are typically the ones that end up being more successful because they're not afraid to do the dirty work. And it's not always about, am I going to get paid for this extra work? You're just trying to solve the problem. Both you guys have done volunteer coaching, right? And how many people have you seen the sidelines? I've seen in my life where they're complaining constantly. And one time I had about 12, 13 years ago, I was coaching my oldest daughter at that time. She's at Georgia Tech now. And he was complaining and complaining about playing time. This was wrecked. This wasn't in some advanced thing. It was all even time. And somehow I'd miss getting the kid in equal time. I had just one of me. No assistant coach at that time. And he's in my ear, in my ear. And I said, you know what? I could use an assistant coach. He said, oh, I, I don't want to coach. I just was telling you what you, you didn't get right. You know, look, man, be part of the solution or get out of my ear. You know, and, and I know you guys volunteer your time. I want to say we got uh, David Green, uh, former Bulldog, great, uh, uh, with uh, Sterling Seacrest Partners here. We have uh, Jason Campbell, uh, Auburn legend. Uh, both of them played in the NFL. Both of them great guys. Let me say something real quick, and then we'll close it out. Um, as a reminder, you can listen to this show live broadcast on the second and fourth Thursday of each month at 1 o'clock Eastern. Just go to vi- uh, visit businessradiox.com, select the Gwinnett Studio, and click on Listen Live. And if you can't join us live and you're an uh, Amazon Netflix streamer type, uh, this show and past shows are easy to find 24-7. Put simply go to businessradiox.com, select the Gwinnett Studio, and then click on Marketing Matters. Hey, Ryan, we need to let them give their contact information. I do. Yeah, we want to do that. So I want you guys to kind of wrap us up before Jane, before I close this out. Tell us how they can find. We will start with David. How can he find you? Thank you for your time today, David. And then just tell me how they can find you and any closing thoughts you got. Yeah, no, it's great to be on the show. Uh, we got our office right here in Peachtree Corner. So excited about that. We got a, we got some Gwinnett presence as well as Vinings and down in Savannah as well. Um, yeah, if we can ever help anybody with their business insurance needs, both you know health insurance, uh, some of the personal lines insurance, and, and I, the area I specialize is in, is in the commercial. So your property, general liability, workers' comp, yada, 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 that kind of deal. Uh, our, my number is 404-602-5675. That's the office line. 
Uh, and you can certainly look us up at sterlingseacrestpartners.com uh, as well, and I'll be glad to see if we can help. Thank you, David. Jason? Great job, David. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> you like that, huh? He said he'd like some insurance. <laughs> He's what he he likes some insurance. Jay Cam, I got one <laughs> policy left. <laughs> Your name on it. <laughs> hey, yeah, that's what he wants. Hey, you're right. You're right. Hey, for me, you can find me on Twitter at uh, capital JC, Laura uh, underscore, uh, no, capital JCAM underscore one seven. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at jcampbell17. Uh, you can also uh, find me at qbjcdigital.com if you have anything you want to go on there and, and put. Uh, you can also, um, yeah, so that's our email. As far as my phone number, I usually give out my emails because we check our emails every day um, together. So that's the way you can reach us. If you're out and you're in staffing and you're in recruiting or you someone is looking for a job in IT and you feel like you have uh, all the credentials, you know, just go to qbjcdigital.com and uh, send us an email. And uh, we we'll look forward to try to reach out mm -hmm. to you. And I'm also on LinkedIn at uh, Jason Campbell on LinkedIn. Well, I, I, before Ryan wraps us up, I want to thank you guys for not only the what you displayed when you were in the sports world, but what you yeah. continue to display in yeah. the business world. It's got to be a great encouragement to people to know that it can be done. So thanks for what you're representing. Oh, thank, thank you. Thank you guys. Appreciate it. And these guys are very humble and operate with integrity, so I just yeah, I concur. So, um, Well, thank you for joining us on Marketing Matters with Ryan Sowers here on Business Radio X. Please support those, again, who support and care for this show. Athens Orthopedic Clinic taking care of patients over 13 locations. AthensOrthopedicClinic.com and the heart of what matters helping people overcome their grief one step at a time, the heart of whatmatters.com. Uh, thank you, David, for being here. Thank you, uh, Jason, for being here. And thanks for our studio for making it a great show. For my co-host, Jane Bishop, thank you, Jane. Glad to be here, Ryan. Thank you. Thank you. This is Ryan Sowers. Folks, you've been listening to Marketing Matters with Ryan Sowers. And until next time, make your marketing matter. <laughs>